You're listening to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we talk to some of the smartest entrepreneurs and fastest growing brands in the market today. I'm your host, Laurel Mintz, a reformed corporate M&A attorney who founded award-winning LA-based marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We've elevated some of the world's biggest brands from Facebook, Paw Patrol, and Verizon to innovative startups you haven't even heard of yet. Are you ready to elevate your brand? Keep listening. Hi, everyone. Laurel Mintz here with Elevate Your Brand. Uh, I am so excited to be joined today by Miles Powell, who is the founder and CEO of 8 Miles, which is like the best feel-good comfort food, yummy in your tummy. I can't believe, I don't think I've ever said that on a podcast or in life before, (laughs) brand. And we're so excited to have you. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. And I think I now have to start saying yummy in my tummy for future branding. I mean, that's really what you guys do. It's indulgently good food. It's that mac and cheese moment that we all want, uh, whether you're five or 50. Um, we all love comfort food. For sure. That's why I'm doing it. And give us a little bit about the history of the brand. Sure thing. Um, so, you know, I grew up in an environment in a family where the dinner table was just such a special place. Um, you know, not just a piece of furniture. And it, it was those moments surrounded by family and just great tasting comfort food, really what molded me into the person I am today. Um, I, I, at first, I took the natural path and went to school. And my whole thing was I want to become an engineer. Um, and I graduated. And it was two days after graduating from that job. Uh, I graduated from the start that, 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 uh, that course and got my first full-time job. And I said, you know, this does not feel right. Um, I don't think this is where my path lies. And I don't think this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. When you start and, getting that entrepreneurial bug, right? You're like, hmm, yeah. something, it just doesn't feel right. It's it's a vibe, right? You know, it had to have been those high cube walls, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's something, yeah, the vibe wasn't right. And, um, you know, my grandpa was is, was an entrepreneur. My, my, fam, my parents were part-time entrepreneurs. And so it was like those seeds were already planted. And mm-hmm. that was the moment they started to really sprout. Amazing. And so take us from that moment of thinking, hmm, I am not doing what is my calling and my passion to actually launching 8 Miles. How long have you guys been around? And tell us about the launch story. Yeah. So, you know, we, so right after when I had that moment of realization, I, I naturally gravitated towards where I felt the most comfort and sense of pride and just motivation. And that was the kitchen. And I just started cooking up a storm. Um, I was documenting my recipes in a food on a food blog, and that got me onto the Food Network on a competition series called America's Best Cook. And oh, wow, I watch that all the time. I love it. Yeah, it was it was intense. And full disclosure, I did horrible. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I had have no to go business. back and watch your episode now. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> like, I had no business being there, but I came home from that show, and I knew that food was my calling. Um, something I wanted to pursue. And so about a year and a half after that, I decided to launch 8 Miles. And we originally were a barbecue sauce brand, believe it or not. Huh. All right. Well, that, I mean, it makes sense. Barbecue, uh, mac and cheese, it kind of goes along with that whole Southern lifestyle. And is yeah. that where you're from? Like, where are you actually born and raised uh, where mac and cheese has like become your your brand? So I was born and raised in Philly, but, you know, okay. I have a lot 
half of my family, or actually most of my family, um, Southern roots. And so partly mm-hmm. Maryland, and then even going further than that, uh, down towards Georgia. So, you know, soul food, comfort food. Was Very naturally. Yeah, for thing. sure. Yeah. That's so great. I actually lived in Philly for three years. I was in uh, uh, in Center City, 18th and Walnut, so I know it well. And I think oh. Philly has a very underrated food scene. Oh my god, yeah! And like the Italian, I mean, the Italian food is awesome. Uh, I mean, just food in general, um, it's great. I, I feel really fortunate that I was able to experience um, a lot of great tasting meals growing up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great place. I, this is a total sidebar, but did you hear that Jim's burned down? That was my go-to Philly cheesecake place. Yes, you didn't hear this? You heard it here first. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. I know. No, I'm not kidding. I'm totally serious. Wow. I know. Man. I don't know. If I, I would assume that they're going to rebuild, but yeah, I was like, it was like a piece of my soul came out of my body when I heard that. It was so sad. That is wild. I, um, I just had a cheesesteak for lunch today. We're on that same page. I love it. Um, So now that you've launched this company, um, tell us about what that experience was like. What are some of the big takeaways and lessons that other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs listening in can take away from your experience? Because food and beverage consumer is a very specific focus and a really challenging industry to break into. Yeah, no, definitely. I think the the biggest thing that we learned kind of recently is knowing your consumer. Um, I think it's very easy to just go in on product focus and say, mm-hmm. this is a great product. I'm going to throw it on the shelves and people are going to love it. Uh, but you really got to know who's buying products like yours and why, because that's going to drive most of your decision making with your product itself. Um, you know, we, we, we started with an assumption. It's funny. I used to say, well, everyone loves mac and cheese. So, I'm, I, you know, this is a no brainer. But it's, it's a frozen mac and cheese, number one. So you got to figure out who's shopping in frozen. Um, you know, are they buying it for themselves, for their kids? And it's a, it's a really, really long and, and, and deep rabbit hole. You got to go down to figure all these things out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's best to do that early on because then you can really focus on where, which grocery store channels to sell in and which regions. And it gets, it gets intense. Um, yeah. But that's certainly a lesson we learned. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, our day job is that we're marketeers. And so we're always trying to listen to the consumer, um, especially when you're launching a new company, because in the long run, it's it's funny because we call it the slowdown to, to speed up conversation because so many brands just want to go, 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 get on shelves, get in market, you know, build the e-com, all those pieces. But if you actually do it the right way in the long run, it will save you so much more time, effort, energy, and frankly, cash. Um, so that, because you, like you said, you can really be focused. And I think what typically happens, especially in consumer is, well, everybody likes our product. Everybody wants what we're, what we're selling. And we're like, yeah, but that's, that's not how you build a marketing strategy, you know, <laughs> or a distro strategy for that matter. Exactly right. Yeah. No, that's something we learned. We learned, uh, pretty intensely recently that I'll tell you a quick, funny story about that. So, um, with our line of Mac and cheese, my assumption early on was, you know, this is great for the millennial mom. Um, that that's good shopping in the aisle. They want something for either themselves or their kid. Um, they want the convenience, but they also want the comfort, the quality, right? And that was a very, I believed in that wholeheartedly. And then mm-hmm. I did a, a, a survey with mm-hmm. about a hundred people who fit that demographic. It was an online survey, and then in this subgroup, I think it was like two out of every ten people shop frozen mac and cheese. I was like, whoops. Huh. Well, I was like, I need to, I need to, I need to look at this again. And so that. That's what kind of started our whole process of reexamining, uh, you know, our category and just like what's shaping the market these days. 
Interesting. So what was the big takeaway? Was it that millennial moms were not shopping frozen in this category? Um, or did you discover some, uh, some group that was maybe more nuanced that was shopping you? So I you know it's funny. I think there's, so there's in frozen, there's a shift in the whole co- like category itself. Mm-hmm. You know, the days of TV dinner, hungry man stofers, you know, that's fading away and you're having all of these new up and coming brands that are really diving into the quality and uh, chef like ingredients and, you know, these really multicultural experiences. And so for us, it was like, okay, you know what, we need to actually step our game up and really take our Mac to the next level um, and provide a very unique experience that they, these folks are looking for because they're, you know, they're bypassing Stouffer's now and looking for something that's not only better in taste, but just better in just like what, what they, like something unique, you know? Um, totally. And that's, and that's key for us because it now we're able to like get really creative. I mean, what's better than like taking a Mac and cheese and then throwing some toppings on there you enjoy. So, mm. and it's like kind of sky's the limit on that part. I know. It's so fun. Uh, mac and cheese is like my go-to when I just want to indulge a little bit or frankly, if I'm a little hungover, I love a mac and cheese <laughs> moment. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, but I love the survey conversation. I think it's, again, so critical. I'm really about listening to your customer, which is so core to everything that you're doing from the actual product itself to how you market to that audience. Um, and what you said earlier really stuck with me, which is like the reasons for making those purchases, right? I think so yeah. often we focus on the demographics and what's actually more critical are the the psychographics, the reasons for being, what is the problem that you're solving for? And in this market, particularly, people are not as brand loyal as they used to be. So where people yeah. used to be the, the crafts, the, you know, even the, um, uh, and uh, Annie's organics, they're not, they're open to trying new brands in their categories. And I think that was one really positive thing that came out of the pandemic, not to mention the fact that millennials, especially who have such high buying power are not going to settle for garbage uh, in yep. their bodies anymore. It's just not a thing. Exactly. Right. And there was a, there was a fact that was said that said, even though, you know, we're, our pockets are, or economic times are kind of trying right now that millennials, that's, that's what they splurge on. Right. Food is almost like a is almost currency. It's like it's like social currency. Um, no, it they, is for me. Yeah, that's for me how too. I that's how I you know get all my friends together. I'm like I'm gonna make a big lasagna. Like I'm there. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, I think I think 99 of my decisions throughout the day are based on food. So. Oh my god, I love that. My when I'm eating breakfast, I'm asking my husband about what we're doing for dinner, and he's like, "Really? I'm like, look, I'm like, yo, you're not new. Come on, <laughs> you know how I roll with with food. I'm obsessed." Definitely, my my decisions, my, my mood in the morning depends on if I'm excited for breakfast or not. So that's like that's how I roll. I love it. We're gonna take a really quick break. We'll be right back. Are you ready to elevate your brand but not quite ready to sign with an agency? We're not mad about it. In fact, we think it's a really smart marketing move to make sure that you're ready before you spend those big marketing dollars. And since we're such a solutions-oriented team, of course, we came up with a solution for you. We created a nine-course educational webinar series that will kickstart your marketing strategy. This series was made for startups and small businesses who want to implement strong branding and establish smart marketing strategies from social media to search and beyond. Go to embpod.co forward slash webinar to sign up today. Thanks for sticking with us. And if you're just tuning in, I am chatting with Miles Powell, who is the founder and CEO of 8 Miles. Um, okay, so I have to ask, is this a reference to 8 Mile? Is the, like talk, talk, talk to me about that connectivity. 
So, you know, we we started out with barbecue sauce and the actual uh, plan was to do eight different varieties of barbecue sauce. Ah, um, and then eight miles is sort of like that play on words to make it memorable. But um, we're actually going to be changing the name soon, uh, at least the customer facing name. Um, something similar, um, but it's, it's going to be a little more personal to me. I love that. Well, let's talk about it because I know you have a big rebrand coming up. Uh, when yeah. can we keep an eye out for it and what was the impetus behind it? Yeah. So this kind of goes back to some of the research we did and really wanting to, I'll call it take, you know, really like step our game up and be one of one. Like that's always been my goal is like, how do we, when someone's walking down the grocery store shelf, I want them to pause and go, what is that? Right. Because it's a pretty crowded space and sometimes the, the doors uh, get frosty and so you really got to punch hard to to make an impact. Um, mm-hmm. And I think initially we just we kind of blended in unintentionally. You know, you mean your current packaging? Yeah, our current packaging was kind of like, OK, let's let's figure out what works now and go off of that as opposed to taking a more bold approach what we're doing now. Well, I think you were bold in your flavor profiles and you were really focused on the product. And now that you've been in market a little bit, now you're like, okay, now it's time to really, like you said, punch above our weight from a brand and um, messaging perspective and make sure that our boxes and our brand really speak to our audience. So I think it's a very natural progression. Yeah, definitely. Because you figure as a a person shopping, you have what, I think it's half a second to catch someone's attention. So Uh we have to do everything we can that if you're walking down the aisle, you pause and you say, and you, and you look at us and then mm-hmm. we hit you pretty hard with some from unique flavor combinations. One of the things we're, we're, I'm really excited for, which we actually just talked about, but is um, Philly cheesesteak mac and cheese. Stop um, it. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, yeah. I, we finished R and D on it. Probably the best Mac I've, I've ever made. And I said, wow, okay. Wow. I'm here for all of mouth. that. Mm. Yeah. I, like, I got to get this in people's hands. <laughs> My whole mouth just filled with saliva. <laughs> Amazing. Well, since we're on the topic, well, first of all, can we get a little hint on the rebrand and the rebrand name? Anything you can give us as a little tasty uh, a treat or, or tip on when it's coming and what it might look like? Yeah. So we're going to be teasing it uh, towards this year's end um, with the launch expected for, I'd say, mid q1 of next year uh okay. the line will be called miles mac um okay. so it's a little you know it's, it's close to what we're doing now but a little more personal because it we i really want to amplify the story of the brand itself um, and the and eight number doesn't make sense anymore it's, it sounds it, like exactly right so okay. we're going to rebrand to miles mac and then for us you know it, we're a comfort food brand mac and cheese is just the beginning for us and so we're going to be releasing other lines in the comfort food arena later down the road and so having this gives us some flexibility too to have other brand names underneath of the, the same belt. Smart. Uh, well, you know where my address is when you need a taste tester. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, the best part is the R and D. Let me tell you. I love it. I love it. Well, tell us, talk us through where people can find your products now and all the flavor profiles of your current lines. Yep. So we've got three uh, Max available right now: a home style, a buffalo, which is my personal favorite. And the barbecue, um, currently available in Target, uh, primarily Target in the Northeast uh, part of the United States. Same with Whole Foods, um, but then we're available nationwide in Sprouts. Um, so those are our, our major retailers right now. So exciting. Um, well, with Thanksgiving coming up, uh, do you have any fun recipes or, uh, you know, how does the 8 Miles brand fit into Thanksgiving? It seems like it'd be a natural side dish for that turkey or tofurkey. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, mac and cheese is always on the Thanksgiving menu. <laughs> I think one year I did decide to spice it up a bit, do a buffalo chicken mac. I know friends of mine have done the same thing. Um, I think this year I'm going to introduce some turkey into the mix as well. Um, really, you know, I, I just love getting creative with it. Um, and it's funny because our my approach to comfort food, a lot of it's based off of Thanksgiving, which is my holiday. So when we were thinking about other items to release, like a sweet potato uh, dish was part of that idea ideation as well. Um, I just because because Thanksgiving just reminds me of the brand, the story of the brand, which is good food and good family. I love that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we all have such ties to the concept of mac and cheese. We all have our own family story. And I know I argue my grandma's recipe is better than your grandma's recipe and all the, you know, it's a whole conversation. Um, I have to say my, (laughs) my recipe, like I love my grandma, may she rest in peace, but her recipe was the Velveeta cheese, milk. I mean, it was like garbage mac and cheese, but I loved it. I mean, that was when she was making that in the oven. I didn't, I don't think when you were a kid, you realized how many garbage ingredients used to go into mac and cheese, you know, it's just like butter, Velveeta cheese and starch. Yeah. The the trifecta. The trifecta. Yeah. I'm still not mad at, at it. My dad makes it every now and then, but there's something to be said for an elevated version, which is really what you've created here. Definitely. Uh, so we talked about the story of the brand. We talked about Thanksgiving, which is coming up. I'm so excited. It is one of my favorite holidays. I, I think Halloween and Thanksgiving rival each other in my house. Um, but what uh, what else is on the horizon? So you mentioned other product lines and sweet potatoes. What other categories can we get another like t- like uh, sneak peek into what might be coming down the pipe? You know, there's there's one place that I have constantly thought about entering and it's a really high category right now which is the dry mac and cheese so you're thinking of your crab or the new folks like uh goodles if i'm not pronouncing that right and then camp you know it's something that i've always looked into it's a lot to, for direct consumer so much cheaper to ship which is awesome um it's just it's a but it requires a certain formulation and I, my whole thing is keeping the quality the same, you know, I would mm-hmm. never release a product that's that taste boxed, right? Like I want to make sure it still tastes homemade. So um, we're still experimenting with that. There is a possibility of a vegan mac and cheese down the road too. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not nearly vegan, but I do recognize the market for it and the need for a really great tasting vegan mac and cheese. Um, and then, you know, there's another thing that we're working on now, which is sort of outside of grocery. Um, it's a concept called how do you mac? which is us setting up sort of a mac and cheese station at farmer's markets and other types of events where we're allowing people to customize their own mac and cheese. Um, so think of a Chipotle, but Mac. And saying like a Mac bar. Mac bar. And we did it before COVID and oh, it was always a hit. I mean, like people went nuts. It was such a good time. We're looking to do that again uh, this winter and beyond as well. Mm, I mean, I'm like so hungry now. I, um, I really need to eat something. Uh, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll pull out one of your mac and cheeses from my oh, freezer. Wow. I still have one. <laughs> um, I mean, you look like you don't eat mac and cheese. I have to tell you. Do you eat it every day? You're such a buff dude. Um, you balance it with cardio, I would assume. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm a super avid uh, workout person. I do it, I mean, not just for, for mental reasons too, you know, just of to keep course. it balanced. Um, but also because, yeah, if I were to not do it, it'd be a serious problem. Um <laughs> 
with all the taste testing you have to do. (laughs) Yeah, I can't tell you how much, how many bites of Mac I've had over the past five years. It's pretty intense. I mean, it sounds like a pretty fantastic job to me, so I'm not mad at that either. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. If you're listening to this podcast, it's probably very likely that you've worked with a marketing agency that hasn't really worked out. That's why Elevate My Brand has developed our roadmap to marketing process. We use an extremely data-driven approach to show you exactly what your competitors are doing in the omnichannel space so that we can develop a strategy and tactical approach to success in your marketing. Call us today and let's get mapping. All right, chatting with my friend Miles Powell from Eight Miles, although soon to be what was the new name again? Miles Mack. Miles Mack, I love it. Um, I want to shift focus and talk a little bit about the mental state of an entrepreneur and what you do to stay mentally tough. For sure, um, one of the things that I, I mean, I've always done this um, even before entrepreneurship was exercise as a way to kind of escape. Um, you know, physically, obviously, it has its benefits, but mentally too. Um, it's a great thing to do. And then, but more recently, I've started to meditate because um, my number one goal outside of, of really building up, building this brand up and, and all that good stuff is, you know, protecting the number one asset, which is myself, um, making sure that I'm mentally prepared for this entrepreneurship journey because it is, it's intense, right? I mean, most people will tell you, like, what you see on the outside is nothing what's actually happening. <laughs> it's like, it's, 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 totally. it's, <laughs> I always say it's like the duck that's on the top of the water. You just see the calm duck and then the feet are going really, really fast underneath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's the craziest roller coaster you can ever be on. Um, yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, that's how I've been you know, between working out and trying to uh, fold in meditation. It's really helped. And um, I, I remember even simple things like deep breaths, which you <laughs> would be like, well, of course. But, you know, for me, when I, when I take a second and go, let me just breathe, right? It's like, wow, my body's like, thank you, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's all about protecting the mental space because this is a very long journey, but it's worth it. It is. It really is. I think it's so important um, to make sure that you're in a really good, happy place. Um, I said this on the podcast we just recorded the other day, which is I, and I always say this, the oxygen mask conversation, right? You can't be good to others if you're not putting your own oxygen mask on first. Definitely. Um, all right. Awesome. In the last few minutes we have left, uh, I want to focus on you as a human being because I think we often aggrandize and get so excited about entrepreneurship, but we have to realize that we, we're humans at the end of the day, right? We're people first. And uh, I always think it's really fun to just know a little bit more about what makes you tick. So these are what we call our quick fire, and this is just whatever is top of mind. Um, the first question is, uh, what is your favorite go-to vice of choice? Could be cocktails, could be chocolate, whatever is like, if you're having a bad day, you're going to go do X. <laughs> you probably guessed this. It's it's food that's not good for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like when you, when you were just asking that question, the first item that popped in my head was cinnamon roll. <laughs> like literally. Mm visualize it. I'm like, that's what I want. So yeah, cinnamon rolls. Um, now I'm thinking about cinnamon rolls. And I can't think of anything else, but items like that are, that's my, my super vice. Love it. Um, and, uh, if you are, if you do drink, what is your cocktail of choice? Oh, I just changes pretty often. Um, you know, I've been on, I've been on whiskey, uh, based cocktails more recently. Um, 
I've actually been enjoying old fashions a lot, to be honest. I'm trying to, yeah. I'm, trying, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to be grown. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, if you could wave a magic wand and have anything happen for your company, what would that look like? Oh, if I had a wand for the first thing would be the rebrand would be completed right now and we'd be launching our new products because I'm so excited for it. Um, I'm really excited to get it and get it to people's hands and get people to try it. So that's exactly what I would want right now. And if there was one person listening into this podcast that could change your life, who would that person be and what would they do for you? Ooh, that's a really hard <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, man. There's, there's, um, wow. There, there's so many people, um, you know, I, I would have to venture to say, oh, I'm a big sports fan. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Philly sports and we're riding high these days. Um, you know, one of my, one of my favorite athletes is Miles Sanders. Almost, you know, we have the same first name, um, mm-hmm. but for, for him to get his hands around Mac, try it and go like, Hey, I want to, I want to work with you guys in some capacity, man, that would be a, that'd be a dream come true. Amazing. Heard, you heard it here first. Yeah. Um, uh, the last question is what is your favorite word and why? And this could be something that's had, real meaning to you over time or something that just pops into your head for this conversation? Hmm. My favorite word. Wow. Um, you know, it's gotta be, it's gotta be smiles. Um, and I say that because, you know, people would ask me why you do what you do, what drives you. And I realized it's, it's seeing the smiles on people's face when they have that first bite. Um, that that really is what makes the reason why I'm doing this because I know what that feels like being and, and it takes me back to the dinner table growing up, like that first forkful and like closing my eyes and just being in this moment of euphoria. And then when I can provide that same feeling to someone who maybe is having a really stressed out day or they're just really hungry and they have that first bite and I can kind of see everything else kind of melts away and they're just enjoying that moment. That's, that's what I really love. And it's, it's that smile that, that really, that really makes that kind of brings it all together. I love it. That mm, moment, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Well, uh, final words of wisdom to wrap us up today. Final word of wisdom would be, you know, for anyone that is thinking of doing this or in the very early stages, know why you're doing what you do. Um, you know, your passion is going to drive you forward and it's going to allow you to not only grow, but weather any storms. Um, an idea is an idea and there's a lot of those, but you need to be really have a firm foundation of why you want to pursue that idea. Yeah. Know your why it's so important. It's kind of marketing 101 because if people can feel the reason in what you've created, whether it's product or service, then they attach to it with their own life experience. Um, yeah. So I love that. And everyone can relate to mac and cheese. So I think you've picked a really smart category, a really delicious category. And I so appreciate you spending some time with us today, Miles. Absolutely. I had a ball. And thank you so much for having me, Laurel. And thanks to everyone who tuned in. Stay tuned for more from Elevate Your Brand coming up next. Mm-hmm.